You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 71. Jeff Blymeister, the AACA Museum in Hershey. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, meet Jeffrey Blymeister the executive director of the AACA Museum, a gallery in Hershey, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation and presentation of vintage automobiles and their vast history. Maybe you've known that AACA Museum has been named Reader's Choice for Best Museum and Best Tourist Attraction for their innovative displays, but did you know that next month the AACA Museum will be honoring Bill Miller II and the late Chip Miller, founders of Carlisle Events, at night at the museum. Join us as the museum comes alive October 9th for their signature fundraiser event. Learn more about that festive evening, as well as how the AACA Museum, a proud Smithsonian affiliate, maintains an impressive collection of million-dollar Tucker automobiles, a vast array of vehicles from the 1890s through the 1980s, as well as their phenomenal main exhibit, paying homage to Studebaker. Allow Jeff to walk you through all you need to know. Be ready to journey back into automobile history by way of this world-class car museum. So, let's get revved up! Hello, Cubers, and welcome back to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren. This week, episode 71, we are down in Hershey, Pennsylvania, where we met the executive director, Jeff Blymeister. You heard in the opener that uh, he is with the AACA Museum. Great guy. The whole team has been working so hard on all the exhibits. Right now, you're going to hear more about the, the Studebaker exhibit. They have one of the largest collections of Tucker vehicles, which, let me just interject right there. That's a perfect segue to this week's trivia question. And that simply is this. How many of the Tucker 48 by the Tucker Corporation, which was created by Mr. Preston Tucker, based in Chicago. So in the year 1948, how many Tucker 48s came off of their production line? That answer at the end of the show. But before we jump into the interview with Mr. Blymeister, I want to just tell you a little bit about what's happening down in Hershey. We at Cars of Carlisle want to put a, a special shout out to our friends at the AACA Museum. In fact, October 9th, you should mark your calendars and, and tickets are, are limited, so check that out. Uh, they are hosting a night at the museum, which is going to be honoring the recipients of this year's, the 2019 Automotive Heritage Award. And they're going to be honoring our other friends at Carlisle Events, Bill Miller Jr. and the late Chip Miller, which I believe Lance Miller will be accepting. So I will be there that evening and... Uh, think it'd be great if anyone that has any interest in all definitely check it out support the AACA museum it's going to be a night uh, full of a lot of activity they're going to have uh, uh, actors portraying Marty McFly and Forrest Gump Preston Tucker uh, officer Frank Punch Poncherello from the show Chips so it's going to be a lot of fun bringing the whole museum to life and, it, and on top of that really celebrating what happened back in 1974 by Bill Miller to J. 
Jr. as well as uh, Chip Miller. So I think that'd be really cool. And the AACA Museum is also doing something on November 1st, and that is going to be Ales and Autos. Check that out at autosandales.com. This will be the 10th anniversary of this. They're going to have live music with uh, Smooth Like Clyde, Mixed Up Productions. It's going to be wing hot wing tasting competition. Of course, craft beers from all over the area and region and beautiful cars. So sounds like a win-win all around. So check out those events coming up. The, again, they want to look at nightatthemuseum.org and autosandales.com. Hello, viewers, and we are at the AACA Museum in Hershey, Pennsylvania, sitting with Executive Director Jeff Bleimeister. Jeff, it is 6.20 on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon <laughs> evening, and you're missing dinner, and we really appreciate you giving some of your time for It's us. my pleasure. I'm happy to be here with you, and I'm glad you decided to come see us. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This... Uh, I guess let's just start with the fact the museum has been incorporated, correct? We, we incorporated in the 90s, oh, 90s as, a, okay. as, a, as a non-profit 501c3 educational institution. We started construction, I believe, 2001, 2002, opened in June of 2003. Okay. Just celebrated our 15th anniversary last year. Oh, congratulations. And I know that sometimes people have a, they don't quite you know, make the difference between the, the two AACA entities, if you will. So. Right. We're the AACA Museum. There's an AACA club. Right. We have similar backgrounds, you know, mm -hmm. and we do this. We have the same basic mission to promote automotive history, but okay. we're two separate organizations and we're the educational public component rather than being a club. Right. Makes yeah. sense. Well, I have to say to the, to the listeners and the fans, I pulled up this evening to park and right behind a beautiful 68 Mustang seafoam green and <laughs> talked to Jeff. This is one of multiple 68s he's owned since he was <laughs> in teenage years. And uh, it it reminded me so much of mine, so it was really great. To, yeah, I'm glad good, glad to hear your to story too. That's a, yeah, yeah, it's a keeper for me. Yeah, they're great cars. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what's been going on since 2003. You've just in, even in your tenure really started to, to blow out events, and we'll talk about auto and ales. Um, the fact that the largest collection of of Tuckers. I'd like to talk about uh, the fact that you have Night at the Museum coming up. There's sure, a lot of sure. excitement happening here in Hershey. So let's let's start well, with... I was fortunate enough to be one of the museum's first employees. I was actually hired back in 2003 as the first curator. Hmm. Actually, ended 2002, started in 2003 as the first curator, and I got to help put some of these exhibits together, which was nice. I lasted here about nine years. I went to work for the state for a while, and they brought me back as executive director three years ago. Okay. Uh, one of the things we did early and initially is we, after we got started is we became a Smithsonian affiliate. So that's something that, that's really nice. It gives us instant credibility, and, and we've earned it. We're a, we're a good world-class museum, and we partner with the Smithsonian. We share information in different technological things, educational uh, programs, all kinds of things we partner with them on. And we're uh, the, one of a couple hundred affiliates across the country, but only, one of only a handful of automotive museums. So that's something wow. we're really proud it's of. It's an honor. Yeah, yeah we're proud of that. That's great. <clears throat> and the fact that you put so much effort into the exhibits themselves, Let's talk a little bit about the, the current exhibit, because I know when you and I have been talking over the last couple of months to get this interview set up, you were putting a lot of long nights into that. Yeah, yeah, not, not me, just me, but mostly our curator and a lot of our volunteers, our, our curator who will make a great interview uh, mm -hmm. subject down the road. Mm -hmm. um, our board, our staff, our, our team put together a Studebaker exhibit, it's called Studebaker Cool, and we actually have 55 Studebakers inside this building, including a prototype that we borrowed from the Studebaker National Museum in South Bend, wow. which is the Scepter, which is the, it's a beautiful car. I saw the president coming up the stairs. That, 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 yeah, the, yeah, the there's a lot of neat ones yeah. in, the, mm -hmm. in the entryway, in the lobby, up on the turntables and so forth. But mm -hmm. we, we change exhibits here about twice a year, and it keeps the, the, uh, our content fresh for the public. 
and we tend to borrow most of the cars that we that we swap out like that. And we do themed exhibits, like I said. The next one coming after this is going to be called uh, the Age of Aquarius: Cars of the Counterculture and Beyond, and it's going to focus on cars from 1967 to the mid-70s, right before disco took over. Oh, okay. that would be great. And we're looking at things with Paisley roofs, uh, <laughs> interesting interiors, you yeah. know, and, and all the Mopar colors, all the, the flamboyant colors. Very floral. Yes, from the, from the yeah. 60s and early yeah, 70s. Yeah. We're going to have representatives of all that stuff. Trying really hard to get a couple of really neat vehicles, like Janis Joplin's Porsche. Oh, wow. And the, uh, the Woodstock light bus, they call it. It was made, the car, the, the VW bus that was iconic at Woodstock yeah. has been recreated. And, and, and working with the owner of that vehicle in hopes that he'll let us borrow it for this special exhibit. And that's recreated, not restored, right? They that's could not, from what I understand from the story, they could not find the original. <laughs> so he commissioned the artist and the owner and redid it exactly as it was back wow. in the 60s. And, and I know he's looking for a museum, and if he's out there and hears this, I hope he'll, uh, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm in touch with his assistant, so they're considering it, and I hope that they'll that's great. decide to do that. Oh, that's that's really great. Cool. Yeah, share it with us, and the public. That's well, what we're all about, sharing, sharing automotive history with people. Oh, yeah. That's our goal. Well, and I know that uh, coming up here November 1st is Autos and Ales. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Sure. You know, we, uh, the museum, most people think a museum makes it through their ticket counter, their gate, and so forth. Mm -hmm. But we're so complex, we can't do that. Right. We'd have to charge three times what we do to, to, to make our balance our budget that way. Mm -hmm. So we rely on a really diverse funding stream from membership to, um, to, to grants to corporate support and to special events. We rent the building for all kinds of, of different events and Weddings, birthday parties, well, tonight corporate we, events. Yeah, we found out the Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers has a contract with us. They're here three days a week yeah, for a couple right. hours. Yeah, it's reoccurring income. It brings new yeah. people into the museum. Everybody wins. It's great. Right, mm -hmm. right. And one thing we started about ten years ago, actually ten years ago now exactly, was something called Autos and Ales. You know, craft beer has been an emerging thing for a while now, and we have a we started a craft beer festival. We brought breweries in, provided live music, had a mm -hmm. chicken wing contest, and and food for our, our patrons and. We typically sell out about 900 tickets for this event. This year is our 10th anniversary. We've gone all out for it. We have over 30 craft breweries signed up to participate. We have, you'll like this, we have a special event beer. We have a VIP hour for an extra 5 or $10 you can come in. We're selling a limited number of tickets. You have a freer run of the building. And we have an event beer. A place called Mad Chef Brewing in Lancaster County is doing a special event beer for us. And we've done this the last two years. This, year, this year's beer, is, uh, is called Big Bad Orange. <laughs> and, and the reason for that is it's patterned after the, uh, American Motors Big Bad Orange AMC. Yes, of course. You know, the, the two-seater, yeah. the car. Yeah. So um, AMX. And it's going to match the color of the car, oh, and it's wow. going to have 102 bittering units in the IPA, the double wow. double IPA, because the car runs ran new on 102 octane high, high gas. High That's pretty gas. clever. So yeah, we're doing a marketing campaign to and tie it together. And of citrus, I'm sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah. How could it not? So that's become one of our, our biggest fundraising events. We're really proud of it. It's it's a well-run, well-disciplined event that everybody has a good time. Mm -hmm. And uh, sounds like a good yeah. Event. Mm -hmm. And it brings in another audience that we don't typically get. We get reoccurring visitors from that. And, and is the museum open? The museum, it's all internal. It's inside okay. the museum. And we have a great mm -hmm. track record of no damage to cars and mm -hmm. no disciplinary problems. You know, people say, you want to have a craft beer festival? Yeah, people are generally very respectful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd think 10 breweries and automotive cars. Yeah, something bad would happen, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah but we've had great, great results. Since our 10th anniversary, we're real proud of it. And we're hoping to sell 900 tickets and sell it out again this year. That's, That's true. Yeah. That is really cool. So, uh, Jeff, talk a little bit about uh, coming up here October 9th. We have the fact that Night at the Museum, and you mentioned to us before we went to start recording, sitting here in your office, that it really comes to life. You have actors and impersonators that um, really bring the, the settings, the theme, the time frame, and the time period 
the era to life. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's a really interesting period of time here for, for cars in this area because we have we have Carlisle, Fall Carlisle, of course, mm -hmm. and when that ends in the weekend, the following Wednesday is the start of the, the, the Hershey Fall Meet. Mm -hmm. So we kicked that event off on, on Wednesday night with something we call Night at the Museum. And Night at the Museum has taken different formats for all these different years we've had it, but this year we're trying something really different. We're making it less formal, and we're bringing the museum to life, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. by interpreting some of our vehicles, our iconic vehicles, with actors and interpreters. As an example, we have Whitney Houston's limousine here, and we're going to have someone imitating, pretending they're Whitney Houston, bringing that car to life. Wow. We have the actual bus that was used in the movie Forrest Gump. If you remember the scene in downtown Washington during the protest, yes. when they're on board the bus, yes. the Forrest punches the guy who's yes. Jenny's girlfriend or whatever, yep. and yep. That, we have that bus. They borrowed that bus from the bus museum here for that movie years and years ago. Wow. So that, and a DeLorean is going to be brought to life for Back to the Future, and we have a California Highway Patrol motorcycle. It's going to be done uh, like chip chips. style from the 70s, correct. So this is like an Eric Estrada. I, exactly. And so right. the impersonators will actually be talking about the vehicle. They will be. They'll, okay. have, they'll have context to, to the ride on the knowledge and the information. Right. They'll be, they'll be briefed and they'll study the subject matter. That's well, great. Everyone that listens to Cars of Carlisle, for us, we've always talked about it being car community, car culture, but the people coming together and it brings people from all walks of life. And I'm sure you see that through your museum door, people coming in from whether they are worth millions or they're, they just are getting into the hobby, that I think is something fascinating and your events really lean on that. It opens it up to a broader audience that people don't realize how much vehicles, both cars, trucks, uh, motorcycles, ingrained, if you will, into our culture with everything, TV, radio, you name it. A absolutely, it, it's part of society and, and yeah. we really enjoy the, f I like the fact when I'm talking to people, I like to, people like to watch Barrett Jackson and Meekum and all these things and, and go to Carlisle auction, the auction whatever, and see these results and these big sale things, but mm -hmm. it can be misleading to people. They, number one, think their cars are worth more than they are if they own a car, <laughs> right. or if they're a person wanting to get into the hobby, they think, I can never afford this. Right. So I love telling people, you know, you can have as much fun with a $2,000 car as you can with a $100,000 car. It's all sure. on your point of view, and there's other ways to get involved in the hobby. And we love when people come through, they get educated, mm -hmm. they go through the exhibit, they go, our, most of our exhibit is decade by decade. You start in 1900 in New York City, end up in California, the Golden Gate Bridge in the 70s. And somewhere along that line, people generally run into a car, or the kind of car they, they once owned. And that's when nostalgia starts in, they start mm -hmm. talking about, mm -hmm. oh, I, I had this, or my uncle had this, or I rode in one of these, my first trip was here, and this, and it, it just brings yeah. us to life, and it's, it becomes personal, as you said. Yeah, yeah. We, we all have that riding on your grandfather's lap down a dirt lane, or, or whatever the, the story is, everyone seems to have, like you said, that one vehicle that resonates very much with them. Right, so. as you know, for me, it's Mustang, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> Lots of Mustang You've stories. had a lot of 68s, yeah. and now it sounds like you're, you have a daughter that might be. My daughter wants it. my 68, yes, yeah, so <laughs> I can't part with it. <laughs> That's Next right. generation, it's all good. That's right. That's what exactly it's about. Right. But yeah, with your events here, it seems like you're appealing to, to people who aren't even car buffs, you know, that anybody can come along in as far as like the ales, the beers, the, mm -hmm. the yeah. things with yeah, that. Yeah, that's the and goal. And then the references with movies and the movie mm -hmm. sets and that kind of stuff, it's all good. Mm -hmm. Sure. And if I could, I'll follow up on our night at the museum. You know, we, we, we give out an award every year called Automotive Heritage Award. And this year we're honoring the Millers, who founded Carlisle Events. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Bill Miller and then Chip Miller, mm -hmm. his son Lance will be here to accept that award. Mm -hmm. So we try and give back to the community. They have, I know they have a foundation there. We're going to support that as well as part of this. Yeah, amyloidosis. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we try and give back to the community as well. In fact, our Autos and Ales has a component where we give back to uh, juvenile diabetes research. Mm. Nice. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, how do people get information on this if they want to come to either of the events? 
Are, and how long do they have to do that? Like, what is the deadline for getting in? The, uh, you can buy tickets for the night at the museum and Auto's Nails right until we don't have any left. Okay. So. <laughs> hopefully that's so hopefully, later. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you can go, you can give us a call and, and talk to one of our, our frontline people. We'll help you out by calling 717-566-7100 or visit us on the, on the web at aacamuseum.org. Okay. We'll be happy to help you out. Great. Wonderful, because they sound like pretty interesting events. So yeah, thanks. I hope you guys will join really us too here. for something here. We and, absolutely yeah. will. Yeah. I want to be part of that. One of the things that I know when we were talking earlier um, about largest with Tucker's, and we can expand on that. The fact that fifty-three were ever created, right? Fifty-one or, or two. 50, yeah, okay. it's a very low number. And you have three here. We have three here. Yeah, and we also have a test chassis. And for those of you who are movie movie buffs, the Tucker, the man in his dream, we have a yes. fiberglass car that was built for that movie, which is now 25, 30 years old, whatever it may be, that, mm -hmm. that, was, you know, that was done all those years ago and brought the subject back to life. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we have a very comprehensive Tucker collection. We also have blueprints from the factory, mm -hmm. uh, NOS parts. Uh, wow. You name it. If it's Tucker, we have it. It's the largest collection in the world, and it's right here in Hershey, and we love sharing it with people. Well, he was an automotive genius with just the, the center headlight. With, oh, yeah, It would yeah. rotate with the steering wheel. Correct. Left right. I mean, just... Some of his technology was so far ahead of, of where things were at the time. One of the things I like to share with people, he wanted to build a perfect car. He wanted it extremely safe. He wanted it powerful. He wanted it efficient. He found out that he couldn't have all those things. He couldn't afford to build a car at that price. He, he, no one would buy it if he built that car. And he was always refining and doing different things. The funny thing that I've learned was that he, he insisted that his car have seatbelts. And his marketing people told him, you can't do that. If you put seatbelts in your car, the public will automatically think it's unsafe because right. no car that <laughs> right. era no, generally didn't have, didn't have seatbelts. Right. So it's a different era mm -hmm. completely. What else about the Tucker automobile and perhaps the exhibit would you want our listeners to, to know more about that might bring them here to, to visit Hershey? Well, it's neat because you're very rarely, I don't think you'll ever see a Tucker on the road unless you're near a concourse event where they're driving you because mm -hmm. they're just simply too valuable and they're mm -hmm. too scarce. Mm -hmm. um, we're actually raffling off a ride in a Tucker at Night at the Museum is one of our silent auction items. Mm -hmm. And the only automatic transmission Tucker in existence, which we have. We had it prepared last year for Pebble Beach and shipped wow. it out there for that event. I would like people to know, just it's, it's after World War II, there was a kind of a, a rebound, if you want to call it that, automotive manufacturing. There were a few startup companies, because most of them were put out of business by the consolidation of the Model T and its success, mm -hmm. and then the Depression. Mm -hmm. But after World War II, a few companies like Kaiser Fraser came out. Mm -hmm. They built a Playboy car. Mm -hmm. And Tucker tried his, his chance at building his dream car. Mm -hmm. And he, he came pretty darn close. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a production car. They're all prototypes. But he made 50 of these things, and, and he was darn close to, uh, mm -hmm. to going big with this thing. Yeah. And you can tell that whole story. It's an American success story, and you can see the whole thing here. We even have a prototype. We had an a, um, interactive build. The front end of the Tucker, you were talking about the yeah. headlight that turns. Mm -hmm. Visitors can stand behind that and turn the wheel and focus the headlight on a cityscape, and they can do a selfie picture of this fiberglass cool. reproduction of a that, front of a car. That interactive mm -hmm. action. Interactive, yeah. Is great. Mm -hmm. So I, I almost equate, in my mind, he was uh, almost like the Tesla of the late 40s. I mean, yeah, in a way, you're right. Just, sure. Uh, Saw the, the big three and just decided, I want to do something different. Exactly. And yeah. went off on his own. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who were threatened by that, a lot of companies were threatened by that, but, but right. he's, he made a quality product. Yeah. Just didn't, didn't, get, didn't get quite to finish, didn't finish it the way he wanted, but he, he, he made some nice cars, and they've endured. Well, the, uh, the Studebaker Cool exhibit, anything we wanted to, I mean, we talked a little bit about, of course, the, the various models and what have you, but 
Do we want to probe deeper on that? Share anything more with the public? A student Baker was, you know, we, as I told you earlier, we change exhibits all the time. So if there's something you want to see, let us know. And if it's feasible and doable and it has public appeal, we'll, we'll probably pursue it. We've done mm -hmm. a lot of neat things. Student Baker started uh, Civil War era, pre-Civil War, making, making wagons. And they got military contracts that helped them grow. We have some, some wood-built vehicles here. They were actually involved in electric cars at one point, And we have a nice vehicle on loan from the Swagger Museum in Huntington. It was used in the Capitol to take, take politicians back and forth in the tunnels between the buildings. Wow. And it's electric powered, and you can sit in either seat and go either direction in it. It's, it was designed to go back and wow. forth on, on a track, like on a track almost, almost yeah. like a rail okay. car, but sure. in a confined yeah. tunnel. Yeah, that's that's turn of the century, really early. Wow. We have uh, supercharged Avani's, which were land speed record yes. cars when they came out in '63. Yes, yes. Uh, they were pretty spectacular. Yeah, they were very spectacular. We have uh, something that people don't equate with Studebaker, but it's a, a Lark wagon or a station wagon with a roll up top. And the advertising, wow. advertising materials for that showed a refrigerator standing up in the back of the station wagon. So I mean, <laughs> well, that's, sure, I guess I, I'm sure they all leaked too, but it was it was a neat concept. That <laughs> yeah. Studebaker was ahead of his time in a lot of ways, but as an independent, yeah. didn't always have the resources to, right. to compete with the big three. But some of their like the Hawk and some of them, yeah, some beautiful cars. Just, they used one. They used Raymond Lowy, constant the famed designer, industrial designer, used an existing chassis to make three, four, five. I don't know how many different models. He had a lot of mileage out of one mm -hmm. chassis mm -hmm. by constantly redesigning on a limited budget the, the body. Yeah, sure. they were very smart with the resources. Modular. It works. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you have one on loan from the Smithsonian, right? Well, yeah, from, from, the, from the Studebaker National Museum okay. in South okay. Bend. Yeah, the Scepter, okay. which is a cool prototype. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you have to check that out before we leave tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah get a picture of that. And then uh, we talk about the age of Aquarius and from 1967 to the mid-70s. That's, that's going to be pretty disco be, fun. With all yeah, that. yeah, that'll be coming out in uh, end of November and end run through November. May. Okay. And then after that, something I think people are going to be interested in. We're working on an exhibit called Hemis. And I, oh. Bill Sanger gave me a little. Did Bill give you a rundown on that? He's the guest it? curator. Yeah. I he, like what he's, where he's going with that, and the fact that hemispherical heads are not just in Chrysler. Products. That's what I think people are going to be surprised. Yeah. yeah the yeah. the Boss 429 Mustang is a hemi-headed engine. Yep. And some of the early there's foreign cars and early cars near the turn of the century that have have hemispherical combustion chambers. So. Mm. Hopefully, we'll, it'll be an eye-opening exhibit. Mm -hmm. That'll also be a lot of fun. Yeah, he's a really And put some really cool it. cars in. Yeah. But popping back to the Age of Aquarius, the one yeah. that's here right now. So well, that one that will be oh, here. The one yes. that will be here then, that's November to May. Correct. And what will that one be? That'll be probably... The Flower Power. Yeah, Flower Power cars, maybe 30 vehicles. But, you know, some of those cars had really neat things. Some of the Cadillacs and different cars had Pierre Cardin interiors. Oh, AMC, AMC had a, uh, a Levi Strauss denim interior. I do. I actually remember someone <laughs> yeah. in the neighborhood, their parent had that. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So wow. I anticipate, you know, a, a, a beetle with flower, with stuff from peace signs and all kinds of stuff next to it, next to a 440-powered Superbird or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's showing the dichotomy of what people were interested in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why we're calling it Cars of the Counterculture and Beyond, because mm -hmm. there were a lot of different ways to make a statement limitless. in that era. Yeah, yeah, and it's limitless. That's great. That's excellent. Well, Jeff... We want to give you final word, but anything else that, particularly in the sense that those that are listening outside of central Pennsylvania, we have friends and, and, and fans all over the U.S. In fact, uh, also about seven, eight different countries are listening too. But what would you like them to know about the important work that your team's doing here? I think it's it's a fun place to come visit. You'll you'll be entertained and you'll be educated at the same time. Mm -hmm. We've been very fortunate. We've been listed in the, the top ten in a lot of automotive trade magazines. We just came in number five in USA Today online poll of top top auto places for auto lovers, okay. and we we were number five in the nation on that. That's amazing. So, and we were, I mean we're honored and, and and blessed to have these people who 
who appreciate us and like us, and we, we rely on support from everywhere and from everyone. We're a public institution, we're an educational institution, and uh, come visit us. I think you'll have a good time, and uh, mm -hmm. we're responsive to your suggestions as well. We're always trying to better ourselves, better this museum, because it's a publicly owned facility. Mm -hmm. And your location is great. Easy to get to, easy to get into. The parking's great. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks, yeah. Right off the highway, yeah. It's uh, amazingly, this was when this old museum opened 15 years ago, this land, people wondered why this was purchased way out here, because everything was in Hershey, the action, but mm -hmm. now it's coming out this way. It's, it is. There's no other place to go, so well, we're really in the heart of things. It's easier to get to here. Yeah. yeah, we're really in the heart of things. And when we park tonight, there's a, a roadway semi-truck. There's the bus. I mean, there, there are, there that's are, a 67 Walter snowplow out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. painted up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, all donations. All donated. Kiss Every vehicle here is donated. I mean, that's right out front. So. Yeah, well, that's, that's on loan. We don't own that. Yeah. Hershey owns that, but yeah. they loan it to us, fortunately. Yeah, so yeah. Even, even if you drive by and don't have a chance to stop in. There's there still, yeah, you can see stuff vehicles. after hours, right. Yeah. And we have a hotel right next door, so you can just, mm -hmm. you know, come stay and, and make an event out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Everyone should come at least once. Yeah. For when sure. you're here for Hershey Park, come over to here. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love, we love that combination. Uh -huh. Make a two-day trip out of it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, Jeff, thank you so very much for making the time. And we'll, we'll consider this into the, our Cubers, our fans. Uh, this isn't our last trip. We're, we plan to come to some of these events and come back, talk to Stan, and, and maybe build uh, part two, part three to some of these interviews and get out on the, on that floor and talk. That would be awesome. We'll give you a grand tour and, and I think you'll get ideas based on that. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. Excellent. Thank well, you. Perfect. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Jeff. Welcome back to Studio A. I hope you enjoyed that discussion with Jeff. He is a very gracious host and just a great guy and really puts uh, all he has into that organization. It shows such a professional. You can tell that it is obviously one of the best tourist attractions in this area, a reader's choice, best museum, the affiliation with Smithsonian. They are doing a lot of things right down there. We want to want to thank them. But uh, hope you do get a chance to join them October 9th at Night at the Museum. I'll be there as well as November 1st for Autos and Ales. Great events coming up. So for now, I'll simply say drive well, be well, and take care. <laughs>